Well, we're working through the book of Psalms in our studies on Sunday morning. And the Psalms, the book of Psalms is a Jewish hymn book. You understand that? It's a Jewish hymn book. We have a hymn book, and in our hymn book is a whole variety of different types of songs. Same is true in the book of Psalms. There's a lot of variety of different things, and some of them are famous, some of them you haven't read even before. We look at one today, Psalm number 4 today for our text. Psalm number 4, as we think about one that's unusually different, Psalm number 4. One of the best things a parent can do for a child is to very early teach them how to pray. It's the great gift to a child to teach them that at certain times and regular times you should always say a prayer to God. I remember my niece Adria was a little girl and her mother was teaching her to say a prayer and to say it before every meal. And sometimes it's easy for small children to learn a certain prayer that might rhyme or something. So her mother was teaching her to say that little prayer that we pray, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for her food. So after a while, she encouraged a little girl to say the prayer all by herself. So she closed her eyes and she folded her hands and bowed her head. And she started her prayer. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. In her little mind, she thought, if you're talking about food and God is good, he's got to be great, of course, naturally. Uh, So (laughs) I thought that was an interesting little thing. And I would say to that, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. When Levi, my son, was a small boy, we wanted to teach him to always say a prayer before you went to sleep. And we encouraged him to think of things that he could be thankful for. So he did. And every night for a long time before he went to bed, he said his prayer, I pray for the tractor and the pond. (laughs) At that time, those were the two most exciting things in his life. I'd bought an old Massey Harris tractor, which he loved, and my father dug a pond, which he also loved. So every night he prayed for the tractor and the pond. And may I say that 71-year-old tractor is still pulling my firewood out. And that pond has become the place where many people have been baptized. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad, personally, that Levi prayed for the tractor and the pond. It was my mother who was teaching me to pray before I went to sleep with that little prayer that you may have heard. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul, he'll keep. And I got that part okay. I thought that's a good part. But then she went on, if I should die before I wake, I thought, wait a minute, what's that? What's that all about? It was a thought that kind of disturbed me a little. And that I should die before I wake. I'm not sure I like that part. But she kept going like mom did. I pray the Lord my soul will take. 
And so I thought, oh, well, I guess if that's what's going to happen to me, I might as well pray the Lord my soul to take. Well, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, but the older I get, the more I like that prayer. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul he'll take. In our psalm today, we get a lesson on how to pray. And like my mother did, David will teach us that there's a very special time to pray. Now, some people have a gift. They can fall asleep as soon as their head hits the pillow. But I wonder, did you ever lay down and toss and turn? <laughs> yeah, that's more likely. Huh? <laughs> Your mind is restless and you just can't sleep. Well, my friends, if so, this psalm was written for you and for all of us who have things on our mind when we lay down to sleep. So we begin David's psalm on what to say when you start out your prayer, now I lay me down to sleep. Psalm number four, beginning at the introduction, to the chief musician on Neganoth, the psalm of David. It says, to the chief musician on Neganoth, or it is to be played on Neganoth, a small harp that you hold in your hand, uh, the kind that David was an expert with, and it's for the chief musician. It works best when sung as a solo. It's not written for the congregation. It's written as a solo. So just before you go to bed, so naturally it's a quiet, peaceful kind of song, sung as a solo with a little harp in the background. So here we go, verse number one. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. Hear my prayer, he says, O God of my righteousness. If we are righteous, if we have done anything good, if we are forgiven, if we are at all acceptable to God, it was all because of what Jesus did for us. Not what we did. He died for us. And he agreed to forgive us. It's him that makes us good. So hear my prayer, God, who comes to me and helps me. Not because I'm something special, but because you are. That's the way to get a prayer answered. And David said, I've been in trouble before. And you helped me out in the past. There was a time I felt pressure on every side and stress. You ever feel like that? I felt like the world was closing in on me. And he says, but God, you enlarged my place. I was feeling squeezed by the stress of the world, but you enlarged it so I could breathe. You gave me relief from my stress. You opened up a space for me. So if you helped me before, which you did, then hear me again. Because I got something that bothers me, and here's what it is. Number two. Oh, ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? It says in the King James, that's lying. 
actually lying, seek after lying, uh, Selah. David's glory was God. Best thing he had was God. God was his helper. God who helped him slay Goliath, the giant. God who saved him from the Philistines. But people were saying, David, ah, that God of yours is nothing. I can't believe that you, David, actually believe God will help you. We've got better things to do than follow your God. And David says, how long will you live your life doing useless things? How long will you love vanity, things that are vain or useless? He says, you have nothing to do with God. You spend your energy and your life doing useless things. And then he says, you seek after lies. You hate God and you search for pleasures. And someone lies to you and says, we got lots of pleasure. We're having fun. Come with us. We don't need God. And David writes, oh, really? Or Selah which means stop and think about that. Stop and think about that. They say they don't need God. How deceived they are. They believe the lie. How pointless is their life without God. Now here's something you need to think about, says David. Stop and think about that. People living life, ignoring God, and doing anything except for God. Verse 3. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call upon him. God, he said, set us apart for himself. When you trust in God, when you believe God, see, God chooses people. God says that person belongs to me. That's mine. God says, I'm going to be a special friend to that person. And you say, well, that must be somebody really, really special. No, it can be people who believe. People, but plain old people like you and I. God sets them apart. He says, they're mine. And that's a very good thing to be a friend of God. Because he's my friend he will answer my prayers. So if you think you don't need God, you're really making the biggest mistake of your life. Now, here's the best way to say your prayers before you go to sleep. Verse 4. Pay close attention, my friends. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Selah, stop and think about that. Let's stop and think about that. When you lay your head down on that pillow. When I was little, I never want to go to bed. Now I'm rather fond of that. Not a bad thing. (laughs) When you lay your head down on that pillow, he says, first thing, stand in awe. Or in other words, 
be amazed, stand in awe, be amazed that God will have you for his friend. Be amazed at that. Be amazed that God will actually listen to what you say. When you're ready to lay down your head. Believe it now. Don't sin. Don't doubt it. Don't say, I don't know. I don't know. God's not listening to me. Don't doubt it, he says. Believe it. In the dark, quiet moment, when you stop the hustle and bustle of life, when you lay down to sleep, when you are finally alone and quiet, There he is in your bedroom waiting to hear your prayer. So first, he says, think. Sometimes that's the hardest thing for us, huh? Think. Or he says, commune with your own heart or talk to yourself, he says. Think about your day. Think about its struggles. Think about its triumphs. Think about its blessings. Think its stressful moments. Think about what you should be thankful for. And think about what you need help with. As you're laying on that pillow, then ask God for help and thank Him for His blessings. But, but then, he says... Stop talking and be still. That's wonderful advice. Sometimes we talk so much, God can't get a word in edgewise. We just ram, 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 to God. We never stop talking until we fall asleep. No, 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 says David. That's not how to do it. Stop talking, be still, and listen. Oh, that in the darkness and in the quiet, we would lay on our beds, listen for God's voice. Selah, stop and think about it. Go through the day in your mind, and then be quiet, and listen for God to speak. Do it every night as you lay down to sleep. Verse 5. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. The old sacrifices that David's talking about were mentioned in the Old Testament. They were done back in the old temple. And you could take a lamb and you could sacrifice the lamb if you're requesting forgiveness from God. That lamb was part of that request that God forgive you. Or sometimes you would take a lamb and sacrifice it as an expression of thankfulness. You could do either one in the temple. Lots of times people did both. So go over your day in your mind. Do what's appropriate. Ask forgiveness and give thanks. And then have full confidence that God will give you what you need. Trust in him. How sweet for you to express your mind and then before you're sleeping, believe he's done what you asked him to do. Before you go to sleep. 
Now watch it now. Watch it now. Verse 6. There be many that say, who will show us any good? It's easy to say, God doesn't help. God can't help. He can't help. We're in this world left to our own devices. We're stuck down here. We've got to take care of ourselves. Don't expect God to bail you out. That's what people say. There'd be many that say, who will show us any good? Don't say that, says David. Don't say that. What does he say? Lord, lift thou up the countenance, the light of thy countenance upon us. Instead, ask God to shine his light on us. To make our way clear in life. To light up our pathway. Be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. My friends, when you talk to God, when you speak plainly to him about your life, when you lay down in the stillness of the evening, he will come to you there. And the only way that I can describe it is to say this. He comes with sweet love. And a gentle touch. And in the darkness, you will know that God is real. Well, how does that make you feel? Verse 7. I was put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. The world measures pleasure by here it's called corn and wine or that is to say we've had a good harvest the barns are full we've made money and we're feeling good feeling good about it life is good david says this i feel a lot better than they do (laughs) i feel a lot better than they do i've got such better blessings than a full barn God has given me much richer blessings than any money in any bank. And I say, David, you said it right. You got it exactly right. My friends, I have a picture hanging on my wall. I look at it before I go to sleep. I look at it again when I wake up. And there's 17 people in that picture. And if you said, Eric, I'll give you a million dollars to give up what's in that picture. No. No. I don't want it. I am not interested at all. Those people are my family. God gave them to me. I wouldn't give one of them up for a million dollars, and there's 17 of them. What pleasures they give me. What joy I find. Priceless treasures from God's kindness. I am absolutely convinced that God's pleasures are the very best that you can get. And I am glad in my heart.
And I lay my head on my old pillow in gladness and joy and pleasure. My friends, Jesus has taken good care of me. Very good care of me. He asked me to serve him, which I will gladly do. So finally, verse 8 is a perfect end. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. So after I have gone through my day, asked God for help, thanked him for what he's done, after I've sat quiet with my head on that pillow, listening for God's voice, I know I drift off to sleep peaceful and happy. How good it is to pray before you go to sleep. What a good lesson it is to learn. To feel God's presence, to know he cares, and then to sleep in peace and safety. And if I die before I wake, I am safe and secure. And know that the Lord, my soul, will take. So my friends, I ask you today, can you sleep in peace? Can you say your prayers? And will you find that if there's a friend who comes and tucks you in every night? What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And especially just before you go to sleep. So I would follow David's advice if I was you. And as you lay quiet in the darkness, listen for his voice. May God bless you as you say your bedtime prayer. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we know you are real. And we know the wisest thing we can do is trust in you. And so we ask that in our quiet moment, in the darkness, that you will come and visit us. And we trust that you will. And we know that those who will talk to you in those conditions will find rich blessings. And we thank you for David telling us Go through our day, talk to ourselves, and then make sure you quietly listen for God. Bless us, Lord, as we lay ourselves down in the peace of God, knowing that if I should die before I wake, the Lord, my soul, he will take. Let us have full confidence that God is real and feel it in the way we talk to him, and especially in the way that he talks to us. Help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Closing, I'd like you to turn to me to hymn number 204. Hymn number 204, standing as we sing in closing. Hymn number 204, what a friend we have in Jesus. Standing as we sing 204, what a friend we have in Jesus. Page 204. 
come to you in prayer we can bring our hearts before you and that you have taken us and set us aside and called us your very own we are thankful that you are merciful and it is not us that is wonderful but it is you and it's because you are who you are and because you are so wonderful that you listen to us you pay attention to us even though oftentimes we are unworthy of those things. We thank you that you have listened and heard our prayers and just pray that you'd help us to continue to go to you, to go to you all the time, day and night, to think on you, and then to listen for what you have to say to us, what it is you want us to do. Help us to be willing to listen and not just talk. We are thankful for the many things that you've given to us and thankful that you are our friend and that you have cared for us. Help us to find that wonderful place of rest through you and through our talks with you and know that we can trust you regardless of where we are in this life or into the next, Lord. You have control of it. So we pray that our hearts would trust you in all these things. We ask for all of this, ask for protection. For those who are not here, those as we come back to this place, watch over all of us. We thank you for all that you've done for us in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.